Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where our listener stats may be in the gutter, but our self-esteem is also in the gutter. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast. TikTok is not a waste of time. TikTok has brought much joy to my life. Yes, I, don't care. I agree. Like, does it take up a lot of time? Yes. Will I be on my deathbed and be like, I wish I had folded more laundry and watched less TikTok? No. No. I don't care. <laughs> no. So Illumide, what have you been up to since the last episode? I'm still here. <laughs> I am still here. I <laughs> I'm irritated. <laughs> I just turned 30. I had a birthday between the last episode and now. My back hurts. Condolences. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like it's it's rough out here. The weather has also been shite. Traffic is, as you know, been a raggedy bitch, true to form. I can't say anything good about the past week. Not a single fucking <laughs> thing. I'm trying to think hard. I went out to dinner last night though at a Thai place in Colombia, and that was actually really nice. I think it's called Doc Cow. They had pretty nice decor. The food was pretty good. Oh, I was speaking about the decor. They had. I wanted. I was gonna like get up there, get pliers, and start clipping because I wanted to rob them. They had this <laughs> chandelier that looked like a birdcage. And inside mm. the birdcage was like a tree. And at the end of the branches were light bulbs. Yeah. It was so pretty. I, I was like, I want that fucking chandelier. It was really pretty. I like that. Anyway, that has been my week. Uh, Thanksgiving also happened. I don't know why my family feels the need to make a big deal about seeing each other on Thanksgiving. But we literally just sit there and do nothing. It's not exciting. We don't have interesting conversations. We just sit there, eat the food <laughs> we're going to eat anyway, and call it a day. Which is great. I guess it's nice to see them, though, but whatever. That was nice, let's say. And then I forgot my jacket at my sister's place while I flew back here, so now I'm out of fucking jacket. That's great. And yeah, in terms of content, I don't remember what I've really done. I think I told you that. Did I say that I went to see an orchestra? No, I don't think I went so. to the Kennedy Center I, on a whim. Oh, yeah. I was like trying to figure out things to do because I was bored. So I bought a ticket to go see the DC Orchestra at the Kennedy Center, and halfway through, not even halfway through. First of all, I get there late because I'm trying to like find the parking spot. That place is packed. There's no way you can find parking over there. But I finally parked. I get in there. I was wearing these stilettos. I couldn't walk fast and it was cold as fuck. Anyhow, <laughs> unrelated. I get there. I sit through like the first, I guess the second movement because I, I missed the first movement. And literally maybe 25 minutes in, my stomach starts growling. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't eat today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, no. all right, I got to go. So I get up and I yeet myself out of there. I drive to the only place that's open because what? It's like at that point, 10 o'clock in DC. And it's this Ukrainian place that's literally in a townhouse somewhere. <coughs> I don't even know where. And the food was horrible, Christy. No. First of all, it's, it's like maybe somebody has like a townhouse and maybe they live downstairs and they just kind of shift convert the top floor, which they didn't even convert it. Like they had like literally a stool with a whole bunch of drinks on it. Not even top shelf, like bottom shelf. And that was their quote unquote bar. It's All the mugs were mismatched. You can tell that they, they didn't even go to a proper store to buy the furniture in there. They literally were just rummaging through the furniture. That, none of the furniture looked good and none of them worked. It was <laughs> nasty, nasty. I don't remember the name of the place. Some Ukrainian place. One guy ran it, just one person. 
Like I, I was like, oh my god. I made sure to say like I got some borscht, and that wasn't very good. It was just like <laughs> cabbage and water, no seasoning. It was. Bad. Why do I feel like white people would love that though? Be like, oh my god, so much personality. The only reason I picked it is because on fucking Google it had a five star yeah. review, and I yeah. walked in there and I saw the fucking hip, like the seven hipster white people sitting there, and I was yeah. irritated as fuck. Like this is actually garbage, garbage. I was so irritated, and I. When I started ordering, I had to look on the menu for things that weren't warm. Like things that you could... I didn't even get a cup of water. I got tea. Because I'm like, I'm not dying of food poisoning. Whatever I eat here has to be scalding hot. <laughs> anyway, um, no, that was... Ugh, I was irritated by that. But anyway, in terms of content, back to... I, there's this show called Inside Job. It's on Netflix. It's a cartoon. It's, a, it's an irreverent cartoon. And it's pretty fucking good. The premise of the cartoon is there is a deep state company that runs the government. And I guess on other entities, da, 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 da. it's supposed to be like the Illuminati, but for government as opposed to for entertainment and money. And I give it a B plus, maybe a B, solid B. Tisha Campbell voices this character called Gigi. And when I tell you, Tisha Campbell is brilliant at what she does. She emotes through her voice and her face. She's really good at it. I also saw the show Uncoupled with Tisha Campbell and um, mm. what's his name? The gay white boy, who's like, I guess he's older now. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> People don't remember that Neil Patrick Harris used to play a boy genius on that show. That's how he got popular. I forget the name of the show. Mm. Where like computers back there and used to have blue screens. The kids won't know about this. Doogie Howser. Yeah. Doogie Howser MD. The new show that I watch from Neil Patrick Harris is called Uncoupled. And the premise is just, I'm not spoiling anything. It's literally in the preview of the show. He and his partner for like 17 years break up and he has to figure out how to be a gay man trying to date in 2022 after not being single for so long. And it's pretty funny. And Tisha Campbell plays his um, partner, his realtor partner, and his quote-unquote best friend. And Tisha, Tisha Campbell is that girl. She has this role. She has it in the back. I can't imagine anybody else playing it. She's so good at it. So anyway, those are the two things I've consumed. They're pretty good. They kept me entertained over the holiday, the um, Thanksgiving holiday. So yeah, that's been cool. Anyway, now that I've complained the whole time, how have you been since the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> Look, as if I'm not going to get on here and complain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I have some complaining to do. I also have some... Some thanks to give. So it was Thanksgiving. So all of our normal family traditions for Thanksgiving got completely blown up by COVID and a divorce. So my husband and I saw an opportunity and we seized it because our family, read my family, is scattered across the country. Like they're, they're everywhere. It's impossible to visit them all. And especially around the holidays, we spend a ton of time doing separate visits because they're all fucking divorced. I love you, family, but you're bad at marriage. <laughs> so bad at it. They're all divorced and they all live different places now. And so it takes so much to go, like, I want to see these people, but they're scattered everywhere. We were like, there's now no standing tradition. We're going to bring everyone to our house. That way, we see everybody all at once. And you don't have we to consolidate anywhere. all the visits. We don't have to travel. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I, I love that for you. <laughs> and that was all great in theory, and it was so much great in practice, but it really hit us about a week out that uh, there were 15 people, some of which are divorced people, <laughs> congregating in our two-bedroom apartment, and we were feeding all of them Thanksgiving dinner. I don't think it occurred to us until that moment what we had signed up for, but honestly, it went so much better than it had any right to. It was great. Wow. We were super panicked about not having enough food. And as a result, I'm pretty sure we could have fed 30 people for Thanksgiving. It's better than the alternative of starving them. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. 
but we had so like it looked like we barely made a dent in the food like we had insane quantities of food but no it was great the family the very mixed family all got along my three-year-old nephew visited very cute I love being auntie. Auntie is a great role for me. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even say it. I was going to say it jokingly and I like can't even I like can't even say the words. I was going to be like my fur child and like I like couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't even say it jokingly. I have a dog, but our dog Beaker actually got along with our three-year-old nephew. Oh, it's like literally everything that went off better than it had any right to. It was really nice. We love to see it. We'll see if we do it again next year, waiting for the reviews to roll in. If someone <laughs> else is going to be like, Ooh, that was bad. We got to change that before it comes a tradition. <laughs> no, actually, I feel like everybody else is probably relieved that you guys pick up the mantle. Because I sure as hell don't want to worry about fucking Thanksgiving. Like, if we're doing anything, if I'm not sitting at home sleeping, somebody else has to plan it. Because I, I don't have time for this. I hope that's true. Because honestly, like, we don't mind hosting. And yeah. it was fun. Except that I feel like people are going to try and grow this group. You know what? You can rent. You can rent spaces. So next year, you'll just have a whole vacation home that you rent during Thanksgiving <laughs> time. And host the dinner there. Look, and we, we gave people paper plates. We were like, mm-mm. That's the move <laughs> right there. That's the move. Clean up? Uh-uh. We're not doing that. Disposable everything. The food was delicious. The wine was delicious. But we were like, y'all get paper plates. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Did you look at your Spotify wrapped? It's Spotify wrapped day. I looked it up earlier today while I was at work. Okay, Spotify fucking slacked on mine. They slacked. Everyone is posting these screenshots, especially of the like different daytimes. Okay, Spotify went so fucking extra with everyone except me. I was so, I'm suing them. <laughs> so for those of you living in a cave who didn't look at your Spotify wrapped, one of the things they did was like, say the sort of like genre vibe of music that you listen to in the morning, afternoon and night. Yeah. And so many of them are so extra and so detailed. So this is my husband, which some of this, what the fuck? My mornings, cottagecore, mystical, joyous. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know what it means, but it gets the people going. What is cottagecore? <laughs> cottagecore is like a, the aesthetic of like living in a, in a cottage. Like hmm. lesbians are about it. Like little plants and little cutesy stuff. So that's just his mornings. And then afternoon is angst, feel good energy. And then night is hopeless romantic theater kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one yet. Cottagecore, mystical, joyous, angst, feel-good energy, hopeless, romantic theater kid. That's what my husband got. You want to see the shit that Spotify gave me? Mm. Fuck Spotify, for real. My mornings, funny. My afternoon, confident. My night, hype. That is all they gave me. No, no descriptions. That's it. Wow. They gave me one word for each. Huh. Everyone else is posting the most, the most nonsense of nonsense. And I love a nonsense. I have a stupid question. How many minutes of content did you consume on Spotify? Ooh, let's see. God. Also, their graphic designer needs to fucking tone it down a minute. Like, yeah, it's, it's ugly, actually. You need to take a breath. This is too much. 34,309 minutes. That's plenty. That's plenty for them to be descriptive about what you listen to. Right? Right? I don't know why. I don't know why they hate me. I was so mad. Everyone's posting these fucking screenshots. There's other friends. Flapper, playful, art deco. What? Ecstatic, sad boy, hopeless, romantic. And I get funny, confident hype. I was so fucking mad. And that's all I have to say about my Spotify wrapped. I didn't realize how much Afro beats and Afro pop I listened to this year. I was actually pretty impressed. I, I like this for me. I love this for me. Because Afro nice. beats and Afro pop, that shit slaps. I'm sorry. Like, it's a vibe. Mine was all just like slut anthems, honestly. It <laughs> was just like... Cardi B, Doja Cat, <laughs> well, not sex. Doja Cat is that girl. She absolutely is. The new Beyonce album. I think that was my top album. Yep, it was mine too. Yep. <laughs> and the content that I have been eagerly consuming is the new season of What We Do in the Shadows. So have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? No. Okay, highly recommend to any listeners who have not watched the TV show What We Do in the Shadows. So it is a TV show. It's on Hulu, I believe. 
God knows what it airs on on real TV. It's on Hulu. And it's actually a follow-up to a movie. So the movie originally was from uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. And it's like mockumentary style. What? The Taika Waititi, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know what else they've done. He's directed some Marvel movies. He was in, like, he started out in, like, comedy. He did Jojo Rabbit, if you've seen Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I haven't seen that. Managed to make a Nazi movie pretty funny. So he's excellent. Anyway. So there was originally a movie called What We Do in the Shadows, which is like a mockumentary style movie about a bunch of vampires. The writing is just excellent, like absolutely on point. And they decided to turn it into a spin-off TV show, which I was skeptical, but it is so good. The writing and the commitment from the actors is just just incredible. And it's it's like so unhinged, like absolutely unhinged. But they commit they commit so hard to anything they do. I only knew that the new season came out because I was on TikTok and Probably my favorite actor on the show is Matt Berry. Matt Berry just plays one of the vampires and he's just, the line delivery is just impeccable. And I, I go on TikTok and all of a sudden I'm hearing all of these audio clips and I'm like, this is Matt Berry. There must be a new season of what we do in there. <laughs> the best one is like, gay is in, gay is hot. I want some gay, gay it's gonna be. Facts. I'm like, that has nothing to do with vampires, but I promise you it's from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> and it was. Do you know that you get, with the Amazon Prime student membership, you get the student flight discounts. Oh, you get flight discounts? I yeah, with Student that. Universe. Yeah. What? Yeah, you get flight discounts. It's not a lot. Maybe it's like 10% or something, but it's still better than paying full price. Yeah. Yeah. That's besides the point. Are we going to play a game today? Are we going to play a game today? You know we're going to play a game, and the game we're going to play is trivia. All right. Trivia question number one. Tomatoes originated on which content? Wow. Content. <laughs> Let me try and say these words again. Trivia question number one. Tomatoes originated from which continent? Like my knee-jerk reaction is Africa. Tomatoes just seem like a tropical type of fruit. Because I feel like people are going to want to say like Europe because like Italy and Cold. pizza and pasta sauce yeah. and stuff. But I oh, bet yeah. it's not that. That's not the answer. Or are these, is this one of the like North American things that like nobody had and then showed up and then everyone, white people claimed them? Because the fact that it's called tomato, I feel like tomato is like a, an Italian word. I actually don't know the root of the word tomato. Shit. I have no idea. No. Maybe it is Europe. You know what? We can be rogue and just say Australia. I'm going to go with North America. I'm going to say Africa and Europe. So let's hope one of us is right. All right. Tomatoes originated on the continent of South America. We're wrong. The name is derived from the Aztec language. So good to know. Huh. Trivia question number two. Samuel Duncan Parnell is the person most credited for bringing about the standard eight-hour workday. What was this raggedy bitch's profession? Fuck this guy for real. Oh, is he a businessman? I feel like that's like the default. Like, how specific do we need to be? He's some form of capitalist raggedy bitch. Yeah. Because I feel, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe his normal workday would have been like 18 hours. And then he finally was like, you know what? We're going to campaign for it to only be eight hours. So maybe he was either very, very, very like peasant poor working too much. Because I feel like, if he were a farmer, like, do you really have eight hours of sunlight, like full blast sunlight in a day? Because if I were a farmer, I would not be in the field when the sun is high. I'd be on the field before the sun got high. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, he's either a farmer or a capitalist. I don't feel like there's anything yeah. in between. Like, <laughs> he couldn't have been a pianist or like a poet. Yeah, it's a really good question. Is like, was was the eight hour workday like shorter or was it longer? I'm gonna assume it's longer. Yeah, I don't know. Cause like modern day now, like productivity has increased so much that like the eight hour workday is way too long. 
It's too yeah. long. It's unnecessary. But I guess I don't know exactly when that became standard. Oh, yeah, that would mm. that would give us a lot of context. Uh, I'm going to stick with my initial gut feeling of he's either a capitalist or a farmer. Yeah, I'll, I'll glom on to what you said, like Industrial Revolution. Maybe it was like in manufacturing. Yeah, that's, yeah that would make yeah. sense. Samuel Duncan Parnell, who is the person most credited for bringing about the standard eight-hour workday, was a carpenter. I'm taking that answer. Like... It's- I'm taking that answer. I'm taking that fucking answer. He couldn't have been a writer or like a poet or like a, a dancer or, oh, God. you know, like he had to be either somebody who was working with their hands so grueling, so like a farmer or something, or one of those entrepreneur capitalists. So the farmer, I should have just said some form of laborer. I feel like, here's the um, thing though. When was that, what was the eight hour work week set? Do you know? Does the question say? Uh, it doesn't say. I'm looking, I'm looking oh. it up. Work day, not work week. Yeah. So the eight hour day movement was a social movement to regulate the length of a working day. Um, it has its origins originally, like as far back as 16th century Spain, but the modern movement dates back to the Industrial Revolution. At the time, the working day could range from 10 to 16 hours. The first country that introduced the eight-hour workday for factory and fortification workers was Spain in 1593, but in more contemporary times, it was established for all professions by the Soviet Union in 1917. But Mr. Parnell was in New Zealand. Meanwhile, in the US, ours came on 19th of May, 1869. President Ulysses Grant issued the national eight-hour law. It looks like he was part of the Australian labor movement in the early 19th century. This is what I'm saying. We need to lobby for a different workday hour now because they Mm -hmm. went from like 16 to 8 back then. And imagine the kind of productivity they would have had without like now, since it's even higher productivity, we need to lobby for like a fucking one-hour (laughs) workday. It's generous to say we got that right, but... Why not be generous? Yes. Question number three. What was the first planet to be discovered using the telescope? I'm probably wrong, but Mercury has that distinct red color. You mean Mars? Oh. Mars is the only red one? I thought Mars was the only red one. I don't. I know very little about Mercury because I was going to say either Mars or Jupiter because Jupiter is so big and Mars is so close. Oh, I, I know right. very little about Mercury. You're right. It's Mars. Oh, I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Mercury is not red. Or maybe Saturn, because it has, like, the rings. Mercury, Mars, Earth, Jupiter, Saturn, uh, Uranus, Pluto. How many is that? Um, Which other ones do you not say? Neptune, Venus. Is that all of them? I've lost count. I'm going to say Mars. I think Mars is the closest one to us, because I think Mercury is the closest to the sun. Like, I think Venus is closer to us than Mercury is. I'm going to go with Mars. I'm going to go with Mars. I think. Fuck Venus. The first planet to be discovered using the telescope... Was Uranus? What the fuck? Well, at least we got one. (laughs) What? How was that the first one they discovered? Uranus was the first planet to be discovered using a telescope because Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn were all bright enough to be discovered using the naked eye. Using the telescope. Oh my God, why didn't I pay attention to the question? Because we could have ruled out (laughs) Jupiter very easily. So we could have ruled out three or four easily. Shit, 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 shit. Well, well. Next time I'll pay attention to the question. <laughs> I won't. I, I really won't. Anyway, <laughs> glad we got one out of three right. By by very generous definition, but we're gonna not we're gonna not question it. We got one right. Yes. And we're moving swiftly along. Swiftly along. <laughs> and the topic we'll be discussing today is time. If you're lost, then you're whatever, and you will find it. <laughs> time after time. Wait, remember that foolish trivia question we had two weeks ago, where it was like, how much time is an eon? And the answer is like a billion oh, years. That was some bullshit. So let's go along with this abstract bullshit concept for today's episode. <laughs> what do you do to pass the time? <sighs> Nothing. <laughs> you know that song by London Grammar called Wasting My Young Years? Mm-hmm. That song hits a little too close to home. 
Because I don't know if anybody actually has a good time passing time. Because mm. I see everybody yeah. who's like, you know, they post all those photos of them traveling, being on mountaintops, being in islands, being in the water. I'm like, are they all having fun or are they pretending like they're having fun? Oh, that's not true. I do enjoy watching movies. I truly like when a movie is well done. I'm very thrilled. How about you? What do you do to pass time? I mean, working nine to five just to stay alive. How come? <laughs> There, there isn't much time to pass anyway, because you're out here running from pillar to post. Yeah, I don't often find myself just being out and being like, there's too much time. How do I pass the time? Honestly, like so much time is taken up by work. I'm, I'm terrible about like, I should sleep more. And like, it feels like I don't want to take my time sleeping, even though I know I need to. Like, I'm like, oh, but if I just sleep a little less, like I want, I want that time. I want it. I have so many things. I have so many things I want to do with it. Sleep seems like like such a waste of fucking time. And I know it's healthy and I know it's going to help all the rest of the time, but I can't. Oh, I don't like giving up my time to sleep. That's six hours where you're not doing anything. You're supposed to sleep eight. Can you imagine? (laughs) Exactly. I was like, can you imagine? Who the fuck do you know who sleeps eight hours? No one. I don't know a single person who actually sleeps eight hours. Sometimes I sleep seven. Ooh. (laughs) 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 Healthy living. Healthy healthy living. Even if you wanted to, if I, say for instance, I know I have to get up at 6. If I got in bed at 10, I will not fall asleep at 10. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Even yeah. if I take the melatonin at like 7, like it won't even, at this point it does nothing. I will not fall asleep until like 2 a.m. And my alarm fucking goes off at 6 and I just sit there screaming. Then I'm like, <laughs> all right. Then like I snooze it until 6.30. And finally at 6.45, I like start running like a mad, like, oh, I gotta get out of the house. How do you experience the passage of time now versus when you were younger? With a lot more dread. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm going to explain it. It definitely feels very different. Like it somehow feels like at this point in my life, there are a lot of things I've experienced many, many times over. So like in that way, things feel a little more mundane and that like I've had so many Christmases, I've had so many falls, I've had so many summers, like things like in that way feel a little more monotonous than when I was younger. But in like on the flip side, I feel a lot more aware of time being like limited. Yes. <laughs> like even though I feel like I've, experienced a lot more things I feel like I both cherish it more and feel like anxious about it more (laughs) I realize how valuable time is Hmm. and how not guaranteed time is the the constant marching of time like aging Uh, it'll fuck me up if I think too much about it well think about it (laughs) (laughs) Um, I agree about you when I was younger I couldn't wait for time to pass Mm. now I'm like oh let's slow the shit down like 2022 being already over has me shook yes you realize the amount of effort you need to accomplish stuff. And you're just like, I can't fit that much effort in the time that I have left. I just, I, I can't. And if I, like in terms of more, there, I'm sure there's going to be a, an episode about mortality. But realistically, I won't live another 50 years, maybe around that. Mm-hmm. So I have 50 good, 50 good years, actually 50 years period, maybe 40 of those will be actually manageable if I'm very lucky. <laughs> so I only realistically have another, like, if I multiply my age right now by 1.1, that's exactly how many good functional years I will have left. <laughs> I'm sorry to like be so bleak, but like if I if it took so long for me to get here at the time that I've already spent, on 1.1 times that amount of time, how much more could I do? Yeah. So it really terrifies me to just think, geez, time right now is moving wildly fast. Like I, I wish I could slow it down or at least fit more in. Mm-hmm. I just I'm really terrified by how time passes now. It actually has me really scared. I'm like, yeah. can I slow this down? And I always look at, you know, how, how time has passed for other people who are older. I look at people who are in their 60s. Now I'm like, okay, what were you able to accomplish at, the, at this moment? Like, now that you're 60, how much did you get done? And I'm like, okay, will I be able to get as much done by the time I turn 60? Or can I even get more done? 
And how do I get that to happen? It's it's terrifying. It's not the case where I'm like, okay, let me just relax and cruise the rest of the time. I'm like, I can't. There's no fucking way. All the things that you would look forward to as a kid, maybe you'd look forward to learning how to drive because that's, you know, I have two more years to learn how to drive or I have five more years until I'm done with college or I have two more years until I can legally drink. At this point, time is just going to escape you. What do you have for to do? Mm-hmm. Like what, AARP membership? Like, yes. <laughs> like, there's nothing, there's nothing. There's Yeah, there's no more goalposts. And the Panda Express has just completely fucked my sense of the passage of time too. Yep. Like, it just turned everything on its head and made everything feel like both that everything took so much longer and like like we lost whole chunks of time. The Panda Express was like, what, at least two years? Yeah. Like in full swing. It's still going on. But like if you live to be, let's say 80, I guess 83 is the 83 is the whatever. Let's just call it 80. What's two over 80? What percent is that? 2.5%. 2.5% of our whole lives was at a complete standstill. That's mm-hmm. not insignificant. <sighs> time is shit, man. I know it's a man-made construct, but like, if you think about it in in, in the scale of all the things that you have to do, if I had 80 years to only do the things that I want to do, maybe I won't be so upset about it. But I have 80 years, and out of that 80 years, I'm going to have to sleep four hours a night. So that time is gone. And then eight hours a day, I have to trade that time for income. At least eight (laughs) hours a day. What are your biggest time wasters? Traffic. Sitting in traffic. I I wish one of my biggest time wasters was something fun. It's not. It's one of the biggest time wasters to sit in traffic. I would say doing a job for money is a fucking big time waster, but my employers better not hear that. <laughs> when I have to, like, do laundry and, like, fold it, I'm like, I honestly, like, dread it. Yes, it's a very stupid mm-hmm. chore and I hate doing it, but I'm just like, this is two hours of my life that I will never get back. And I'm spending it folding clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just the dumb chores that I have to do just to keep my life going. I'm like, I wish I could use this time for something else. TikTok is not a waste of time. TikTok has brought much joy to my life. Yes, I, I agree. Like, does it take up a lot of time? Yes. Will I be on my deathbed and be like, I wish I had folded more laundry and watched less TikTok? No. No. I don't care. <laughs> no. No. And like the, the really like menial household tasks and like shit that we just have to like do to keep ourselves alive because we're like actually just like animals. Um, it's so irritating. It's so... Oh, and I like, I have to like stack things on things. Like I have to make everything the most efficient. Like yes. I will not just sit and fold laundry. I'll be like sitting, folding laundry, eating my breakfast and talking to someone on the phone. I got to like streamline it all. Like I got to be doing as many things as possible, especially like with those sort of menial tasks really feel like time wasters. Yeah. I wish I liked cooking. I do, but I don't. I don't. There's like all this, I don't know the word to use to describe it. But there's like an activity you want to do that takes a certain amount of time. But in total, it it takes like so much more, Mm -hmm. so much more time. Like if I want to work out, I'm like, oh, it's just a 30 minute workout. Like I can take 30 minutes, but it's not just 30 minutes, even if I'm just doing it in my living room. Because it's like I have to like search through and pick the workout. I have to like put my mat and my weights out. I have to go and change clothes and put my shoes on. I have to go and take a shower. And like none of that on its own seems long. But then it's like, oh, this 30 minute workout actually takes up like an hour and a half of my day. And I'm yep. like, where did the time go? I didn't want to spend that percentage of my day doing a dumb workout. Oh. When people say to me, you know, you have to be more present. I'm like, when has that ever served anybody? <laughs> okay, try this out for size. Those of you listening to this, <laughs> all the people in your life who are so focused on being present, tell me where, what they've done with their lives. <laughs> no, and it's not, it's not only like a measure of what have they done. Are they happy with their lives? Tell me that. They're not. I'm, okay. I'm sorry, I'm screaming. But like, that's my point. If you are present and overall in your life, you're still unhappy, then you might as well not be present or fucking get shit done. (laughs) 
I mean, somebody's like, oh, you know you have to be more. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I can't be more present. Are you serious? I'm very aware of how much time I don't have left in my life. So you want me to spend some of that time being present? <laughs> I understand the sentiment in which you meant it, but no, we can't afford that. <laughs> I am actually trying to make an effort to be more present when I am with people I care about. I think that is also coming from this sense of existential dread of the passing of time. And I'm like, oh, they could die at any time, especially like older people. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. But I am actually trying to be more present when spending time in person with people. But as soon as I'm like off off of that, like I'm present mode, I'm like, I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, my God. OK, so all of these things have stacked up to do in the meantime. So now, like, I got to do this and this and that. Like, I got to right. answer all these messages and I got to do the laundry and I got to do the dishes and I got to this and this. And this. Like, yeah. So part of being efficient is trying to like be present and like when I do finally get the time to do the things I enjoy, which feels like a real minority of my time, I try and be present for those things. But I need to learn yeah. that, man, because like I'm sitting at a movie theater watching a movie I've wanted to see for a very long time. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, when I leave here, I have to remember to send that email. And then I have to remember to do this. And maybe I can do this in the ride over. I can double count that. And then I have to do that. And the person who's across from me is like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you, obviously. Like, I can multitask. But, like, I, I can't just sit there and only focus my brain on one thing. What do you think is the key to good time management? <sighs> it's not being present, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have ADHD. I'm the wrong person to talk about this. I am not good at time management. Same. I either, especially with work, I, it's either I'm sitting there paralyzed by anxiety doing actually nothing or I am going 500 miles per hour working at a stupid pace getting things done. Like, the net result is I get done what I need to get done. But was the time managed well? No. Nope. No, it was not. I don't know a single person who has the perfect balance of time management. I tell you that. I get it's. I'm better at it when I'm, like, organized. Like, I... And it always feels... It feels like wasted time taking the time to get organized. Mm -hmm. And I know it saves me time on the other end. I know, but it, it's so hard to sit there and be like, I'm going to take the time to write out a to-do list and like to prioritize things because then I'm not doing the things. Mm. But I, I know it's I, like, I have to force myself to do it because I know that in the end it saves me time. But in the moment it's like, I can't focus on writing a to-do list because the first item I've written on the to-do list, I need to do, I need to do the thing. I've tried, have you ever tried the Pomodoro technique for working? I don't know her. You heard of that? <laughs> She's <laughs> kind of writing. What the fuck is uh, that? It's, it's just a, I mean, I'm sure it came from some white dude psychologist. I, I don't know. I don't know the history of it, but it's basically a method of working where you do like a focused 25 minute block of work and then you take a five minute like dedicated break. I've been trying, I've tried it before and I'm trying it again recently. And I even have this dumb app on my phone called Forest where you like, you have to like, plant a little tree and you can't be on your phone for those 25 minutes while the tree is growing. Otherwise it dies. Oh. And so it's like, it, it's like forcing me to focus. It's like, okay, I can't be on my phone. The timer is there. I'm working for these 25 minutes and then you can have a break. You can't do it earlier than that. Cause then your dumb little digital tree on your cell phone will die. Some days that works. Some days it doesn't. One thing I'm trying to be better about with time management is like setting up time for something to take beforehand and cutting myself off of a task, especially yeah. with work. I'm such a perfectionist. It's like I could get something done that is good enough in an hour or I could make it perfect in two hours, but I need to leave it good enough. It's 95% of the way there in the first hour. And then I spend a full other hour getting it 5% better and I can't help myself, but it, it makes things take so much longer for me. I'm really trying to get okay with good enough. 
Shout out to my old boss. My old boss was like, here, get it 80% of the way there, push it out the door. She literally said <laughs> that to me. She was like, once it's 80% of the way there, push it out the fucking door because you will drive yourself yep. mad trying to get it to 100%. It will never get there and you will just hold your time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I should be the person giving anybody time management advice either because the way my life moves is crazy. <laughs> I know it's crazy. As a consensus, anybody who knows me knows that I move very quickly. I think it's one of my better qualities. Everybody around me disagrees. My technique is this. I double count as many things as possible because I know I have such limited time. So when somebody mm-hmm. says, put your phone down, do you know how much <laughs> shit I get done on my phone? Mm-hmm. I have two of them. The reason I have two fucking phones is so I can work even faster. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning good time management. I don't have it. But one thing I know for sure, if something is guaranteed to take five hours, you need to figure out how to get it done in one hour. You won't be successful. (laughs) You won't be successful. But you might get it done in two and a half hours. And guess what? You're still a heck of a lot faster than the person who just accepted that it would take five hours. Yeah. You're never going to be successful, but try to fucking cut it down to one hour. And then if you fail, you get it done in two and a half hours, but it still did not take you the full five hours. And that's my mantra for everything. Yeah. I'm also not sure how to manage now because I was very much the same way in grad school when I worked in a lab. If there was a period longer than a minute that I would be standing there waiting, I was doing something. Yes. I was labeling something. I was moving something here to there. I was exhausted. If so, God forbid someone came to talk to me. I'm like, no, no, no. I pressed that button for that thing to go for two minutes. I have those two minutes planned out. I have something I need to do in those two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Go away. And it's exhausting. But yeah, grad school just was that way. Now my job requires more creative tasks. And I have no idea how to time manage creative tasks. <laughs> They're so squishy. Like when I'm feeling creative, I don't always have the time. When I have the time, I don't always feel creative. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's hard to tell how long it's going to take and when I'm going to be in what state. And like, if I'm feeling creative, does that mean I should drop whatever I was planning on doing and like use that for a creative task? Or am I then gonna like throw everything off if I like had something planned Mm. and then I switch play? I don't know, I'm still figuring that out. Yeah, I know, being at work, I feel like is just soaks my time because there's too many moving parts. You have to rely on other people to do stuff. Yeah, that that really takes up most of my time. I don't like it. Yeah, ugh, work, work. And man, I'm feeling it so much now having to go back into the office. I don't even have that long of a commute, but every fucking minute of the commute just makes my blood boil. Because when I'm working from home, I turn on my computer, I do the work, and when I'm done with my workday, I turn off the computer, and my workday is finished. I did my job perfectly fine with no commute for two full years. Yeah. More than two years. And so it it just feels like this insane waste of my time. And so I've got the commute now on either end, and I'm in the office where I don't focus as well, And then people are like, we're in the office. It's time to come chat. Mm -mm. I want to get out of there as soon as possible. I don't want to chat. I don't want to be here. What percentage of your time do you spend in solitude? Let's say in a 24-hour period. Very little. Hmm, That's interesting. Very, very little. And I mean, I guess a a little bit depends on how you define solitude. Because I live with my husband. Oh, Um, right. (laughs) There are times when like, yes, we're both here, but we're both doing something completely separate in a different room. It has a lot of the features of solitude, but... Honestly, these days I'm trying to be out in these streets and social and all of this nonsense. And so very little of my time is spent in solitude, which is a funny part of working remote is that like I'm on the phone talking to people in meetings all day, but like physically I'm in the office, like generally by myself for the like eight hours of the day. Like I come in and out and like my husband and I work in different rooms. I don't spend much time at all in solitude, Hmm. which is if I spent too much, that would be one thing. But I do at this point, like really cherish when I get time to myself. And also, like, don't know what to do with it. It's it's both of those things. How about you? A lot of it. On my drive home, it's just me. The two plus hours each day of commute. I just sit there. The music slaps because my playlist is always ready to go. 
and I'm scared. That's、mm. why. That's why my Spotify Wrapped has sixty five thousand and some. Because I'm always in the car, and I kind of have to listen to music while I'm there. So that makes sense. My phone doesn't really ring. I don't talk to people on the phone. Like the only my family calls me on the phone. Like nobody else calls me on the fucking phone. Let's say forty percent of my day is spent in solitude. I would say it's nice, but it's not. <laughs> I wouldn't want like too much of my time in solitude, but I could I could use some more than I do now because I really like I mean I'll I'll grab moments here and there. I'm like it, it's nice that I'll I wake up like an hour or two before my husband on the weekends. I like that. I like I like having that time because even an hour or two of solitude here and there feels very rare for me. So when I'm itching to be alone, I'm first of all. I'm not easy to be around no matter how you slice it. But when I really have to be alone, <laughs> like my energy is flat. Like I'm not gonna be like belligerent slapping you, but if my energy is low, you will know. I will just be like a fucking wilted vegetable. Let's end on a stupid note. Is time travel possible? The short answer that I think is yes. Somebody said this. They were like, if you're able to travel, I forget which direction, either closer to the sun or further away from the sun. I think probably closer to the sun. I'm not sure. If you travel to any direction of our galaxy. And you stay there for a minute and come back, like something like a more than a hundred years on Earth would have passed,、mm. but to you it would only feel like a minute,、mm-hmm. and that would technically be considered time travel. I mean, we do it here with time zones and stuff, but t- with time zones it's too little; it won't count for much. But yeah, if you want to know what the Earth feels like in a hundred years, if you have a supersonic spaceship that, or not even a supersonic, even faster than a supersonic ship that just yeets you out there, and you come back. You will get to see the future of humanity. I think it's possible. We we just need the technology that can travel faster than light. I think some form of time travel is probably possible. I kind of doubt that time travel on the scale and in the form of like I, a human being, am going to a different point in time and nothing else is changing. I feel like that isn't possible. But I feel like there's some sort of time travel that is possible. I think time travel, as we Have thought about it has been so closely tied to technology,、mm-hmm. not so much to religion, because as we know, religion is. But what if at some point in human civilization, somebody had figured out the technology to time travel, and for whatever reason, that technology is lost? So if humans who say we're able to figure out how to travel close to the speed of light left the planet to them what it was a minute ago, but that was in our life, like a millennia in proper Earth time, if they come back, they may have had older technology. Because technology, in and of itself, doesn't automatically advance. Actually, we as humans, because our lifespans are so short and we forget things, we forget how、mm-hmm. to do stuff. We have all this cool technology, but if we don't pass the knowledge on, the Egyptians that fucking built the pyramids, we don't know how to fucking <laughs> build a pyramid now. But that is extremely sophisticated technology that just was lost because we didn't figure out a way to hold on to it. It's a whole, it's a whole thought process that I always try to consider. Like, if they'd come back, will we be accepting of them? Will we be hostile to them? Will they be hostile to us? I would like to be alive when we realize a way to do it efficiently、mm-hmm. and controllably. I don't want to get stuck in some fucking bullshit time portal. Like, I, I want somebody to actually, actually <laughs> like, can you imagine? Imagine I get yeeted into the United States and. Fucking eighty eighteen sixty eighteen fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. No, no thanks. I, no thanks. <laughs> Not even nineteen fifty. Like so. That concludes our episode on time. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. Next week, we'll be talking about a topic that you'll be shocked to learn we already determined, and the topic is art. So until then, good luck. <laughs>